0: there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st.
1: Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. We're always told that parenting is the greatest adventure you're ever going to go on, But where's the map? We never get given a map. And sometimes it feels like everybody else knows what's going on except for you. Well, they don't. But if anyone can give you the right directions, (laughs) it's Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. Chris has over 30 years experience in looking after families, helping them guide them in the right direction to make life a bit easier. You name it, if it happens anywhere from the maternity ward to, you know, daycare meltdowns in the shopping centre, Chris has probably not only seen it, but helped parents deal with it. Hello, Chris, how are you? I'm very well. Have a nice weekend. I had a great weekend. (laughs) That's how we want to start. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is part of Kindling Conversation. Um, So if you have a question for Chris, now is the time to get in touch. You can even either give us a call on one kids radio which is one eight hundred five four 543 772 or you can text us 437 or if you're watching us on Facebook, just drop a question below and we will get to it. The first question comes from Tegan, who has a one-year-old. I'm trying to stop night feeds with my almost one-year-old. He wakes up to, he wakes up to three times a night, so between one and three. Mm-hmm. I have tried to resettle him for half an hour without feeding him. He screams and cries until I give in. My husband will be trying to do the resell- resettling over the Easter break. He eats three meals, morning tea, and a very small afternoon tea. Dinner time is usually quite trying because he mucks around a lot. I'd like him to have three breastfeeds, morning, noon, and before bed at night, He naps at 10 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. for anywhere from half an hour to up to two hours. Wow. And for the last month or so, he's been waking earlier and earlier between 5.30 and 6.30 when he used to wake up after 7 a.m. I'll need to drop a breastfeed in mid-April as I'll be going back to work
2: part-time. The good thing, Teagan, is you've given us lots of information. So I think you're definitely along the right lines. So three meals... And three breastfeeds at 12 months is completely appropriate. So you're doing really well. You could probably drop the afternoon tea to get him to eat dinner better for you. That's just a little Hit for how much they eat in a day so you could probably drop that he'll probably do much better with your dinner um and he sleep's fantastic you've got really good timing for your sleep so you've only got this one little um part which is your night feeds and it, one it's appropriate that he probably doesn't need night feeds over over um the age of one so i think you've got the right approach and you're giving yourself a good time frame so over easter we've got a good few days to be consistent with what it is that you're going to do so not sure how you get him to settle but using the techniques you get to him to settle with that's how we're going to resettle him so the first thing is to make sure that you're not breastfeeding him to sleep because it's going to make this that much harder so with those breastfeeds during the day if the lunchtime in the evening one is close to his nap then don't or make sure that he's not feeding to sleep so feed him out in the lounge room then take him into his room and settle him and then using that same settling strategy we're going to use it as a resettle with a few minutes of crying to try and get him to settle down so you pop him into his bed let him have a few minutes to cry now how long is a few minutes for everybody that few minutes can be anything from one to two minutes to six or seven minutes because it actually depends on the way the baby's crying. As long as he's just in there walking up and down that cot crying he's okay. Then when you go into him you're going to give him a moment of reassurance so that might be patting him, might be laying him down. It could even be a very quick cuddle but he's got to go back in the bed. So he goes back in the bed and then give him a few minutes longer. So if you've left him for two minutes you might leave him for three or four minutes and as long as that cry is just this gentle crying will gentle is not actually the word I'd use active crying <laughs> not screaming but active crying you're doing the right thing but the process at the age of one could take you 40 minutes on the first day so between the two of you you know this is going to happen you know he's going to wake about three times overnight on the first night as you do this the important thing is that for every night after that it gets better So if you're taking 40 minutes to um, settle him on the first night and he does that two or three times and on the second and third night it's exactly the same, you should stop what you're doing because it's not working. So if on the second night it takes you 10 minutes to get him to sleep and he sleeps longer, so therefore wakes up less, then you're on the right track and you should keep going. So I think the main thing here is the first night is always really hard It's what happens on the second night that tells you what's going to happen. So if on the third night it's still really hard, then we probably need to stop and reconsider what's going on for him and then take a different approach to settling him. But it sounds like you have everything in place. So take a little breath, give him a few minutes to settle himself, then go in, pat, 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 walk out, leave him for a bit longer and see how
1: he goes. And Tegan, please get in touch if it doesn't quite work out the way and you need a few more tips, you can always get back in touch with us and Chris can give you some further advice. That's right. So we now have uh, Georgie who is on the phone. Hi, Georgie. How are you? Hi. Well, thank you. Do you want to tell us what, firstly, how old your child is and what the problem is? Yeah, look, he's 13 months um, and has always sort of from a newborn fed very frequently, sort of it was two
3: hourly on the clock for eight weeks. Yep. But now he, I just can't kick the overnight feed. Um, he's like, I can resettle him, but he'll wake up very quickly, you know, within five or ten minutes, and then I'll do it right. again. And we repeat the process, and then I just end up feeding him.
2: Okay. Um, okay. And when he feeds, Georgie, how long does he feed for? Like 15 minutes. So he feeds for a long time then?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's having a full
2: feed. Yeah, so in the day when he has feeds, how long does he feed for?
3: Um, well, I've, so I've cut out, he's now just down to two feeds. So I feed him before bed and it's about 10 to 15 minutes. Yep. And then I was feeding him um, after breakfast, but I've cut that now to try and up the solids and see if that helped throughout the day.
2: Okay, um, so I'd yeah. put all the feeds back in the day. I think you've cut them too fast and he's just looking for them at night because he is feeding for you. So the interesting thing here is if he was only feeding for two minutes overnight, then I would say it's just habit and let's give it a go and break it. But if he's feeding for 15 minutes and most of that feed is an active feed, he is feeding because he's hungry. So maybe we've cut those feeds a little bit too fast for him. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I would try and do, so this is a bit of a cat and a mouse game. So we know Mm. he's going to wake up at night for feeds. So tonight, so what you want to do is probably put an extra feed in at lunchtime before you put him down for a nap but not feed him to sleep. But in that window. Yeah, okay. Then do one in the evening as you normally do. Then the ones at night you want to start shortening. So do you do both sides at night or one side? Well, I actually started
3: bringing in a bottle to see if that got him longer. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. So now it's a bottle, but oh, okay. I can go back to a breastfeed.
2: Okay, so where do you give the bottle? In the evening?
3: It's overnight.
2: Okay, do you give him a bottle in the evening though? No. No. Okay, so. You're trying to work out whether he's waking because he's hungry, yeah, and it's out of habit. So you'd need to give that bottle at in the evening to okay. see if it extends his sleep. Because if he's not yeah. getting enough from the evening feed, that's what's starting your wake ups. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're working out whether he's hungry or not before we work out whether we change his behaviour around waking up. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. So if we look at a thirteen month old, he could have a breastfeed in the morning. A breastfeed in the evening, oh sorry, at lunchtime, okay. and then a bottle in the evening to see if he sleeps longer. Now, yeah. that bottle in the evening is anywhere between 180 mils and 240 mils, mm. okay? So if tonight you manage to get a bottle in, he need about a good hour and a half between his dinner and that bottle for him yeah. to take enough. And if you manage to get 180 into him, he will not be hungry till about 1 or 2 in the morning. Yeah. So whatever you get between 1 and 2 in the morning will be behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then we can deal with the behavior, a few minutes of crying, lay him down, pat, 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 pick up, give a cuddle, put him back down, pat, pat, pat. You know, so basic resettling Mm -hmm. till you get to 1 or 2 in the morning. Then at one or two in the morning, you give him a full feed, Breastfeed. Yep, breastfeed, and then you resettle him until the very early morning. You know the six, six thirty, five thirty, yep. six thirty window. Okay, so you're trying to work out. So if he takes one hundred and eighty tonight, and tomorrow night he takes two hundred and forty and sleeps till three in the morning, then you know that this was because he was hungry and not because he's just you know a one-year-old who gets up three times at night for a feed. Yeah, yeah. So then you know you're moving in the right direction. If you get a three o'clock feed in the morning, you just want to give him half a feed and then feed him fully in the morning. Can you see how we're weaning him off those night feeds? Now, if he then took 240 mils in the bottle, so this might take me a few days to work up to that amount in the bottle, he doesn't need a feed overnight, and therefore when he woke overnight, we'd do resettling. So can you see okay. how we're weaning him off the night feeds, that yeah. we're making yeah. sure that he has enough milk in the day? Now, if you are got a few days of daycare, that lunchtime one could just be a little bit of milk in a sippy cup for him that he takes. Okay. Okay? So yeah. let's wean him off those night feeds first and see what behaviour you're left behind with and then do some settling to just fix that last bit of his night waking. Okay. Great. Right. So
3: ideally, he should be on still three yep. milk feeds in the yeah. day.
2: So if he was on one milk feed at day and slept all night, that's fine. He's just wound himself yep. off milk feeds. But what he's doing is actually taking proper feeds overnight. And so as you've mm. dropped them in the day, he's picked them up at night. Okay. So okay. I I suspect somewhere in there he's hungry for milk. All right. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: Thank Brilliant. you. So Good much. luck, Georgie. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue on Kindling Conversation. Chris is an author and parenting educator who's helped parents and carers for over 30 years, guiding us all <laughs> through the sometimes choppy waters of being a new parent. Or I'm not a new parent anymore. I still yeah. need a help. <laughs> so if you'd like to ask Chris a question, um, you can give us a call on one kids radio That's one eight hundred five four 543 772 Or you can um, pop a question below the video on Facebook if that's where you're watching this. So we have a question from Lissa on Facebook. And she says, my question is, do you have any advice on two-year-old friendly activities for inside an apartment? Oh, Alyssa. Two-year-olds in apartments. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hard work. Well, one is to get them
2: out, but you probably know that part. I would do things like sticker books um the really good one is mosaics have you done mosaics where they're little tiny stickers and they've got a number and they have to match them up that takes up a lot of time in a two-year-old's life lots of blocks and puzzles um and if you've got a little veranda you might even do a little bit of water play out on the veranda so water play can be as innocent as a very shallow bowl and a um Paintbrush and he paints the wall for you. You tell him he's cleaning it. That one takes up hours of entertainment, <laughs> um, and and just changing the environment for him. So maybe doing some painting outside instead of inside. Just that just helps him or her to just see it in a different environment. But I think it's, it's not an easy thing in an apartment and, and the key to it is, is probably getting out at least twice a day for a run in the park or a, a scooter ride and, and then they are able to sit down quieter in the
1: apartment and do those quieter activities. Yeah, that's true. Mm. It certainly is the case with my yeah. both my kids actually. Yeah. Let them have a run around, and then they're much calmer, and then concentrate a bit more. Yeah, they will. All right. So next up, we have Nicole on the phone with a question about her six and a half month old daughter who's starting to wake fre- frequently overnight. Hi, Nicole. Guess you're a bit tired, huh? A little bit, yes. <laughs> Tell us what's happening with your daughter.
4: Um, so, like you said, she's six and a half months old. She had been sleeping pretty well overnight, just waking once towards the morning around three or four. But in the last couple of weeks, she's been waking at 10 and then at again at one. Um, and I cannot settle her... Back to sleep. At all. No. Yeah. What
2: does it take uh, to get her back to sleep, Nicole? Uh, breastfeed. And how long?
4: Um... Often the first one is a full feed, yep. and then and then the second will be a just a little half feed, feet. and then the third one often is just as soon as she falls, she she falls back to sleep. Okay. But when I try to settle her, and my husband's the same, yep. she'll if I ignore her, she'll cry. She'll just keep crying. Yep. If I try to settle her, if I go in there, as soon as I'm there, she becomes completely hysterical.
2: Yeah. And she just even sees, picking
4: her up. She sees you help.
2: in a set of breasts and that's where <laughs> she's going. Yeah. Okay. Now in the day, how many breastfeeds does she have?
4: Um, she was having sort of four or five. Okay. Um yeah, and still during the day it's still much the same. Okay. But now over twenty four hours. It's about seven or eight.
2: So she's she's almost feels like she's a newborn. Yes. Ah. <laughs> and how many meals does she have, Nicole? She's having three now. So she's breakfast having... lunch and dinner. So, okay, let's see if she's not feeding efficiently for you. There's two things going on. One, she's not feeding efficiently in the day because she's already on three meals. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, is she just using feeding for any form of comfort because you said you do four or five in the day plus three yep. meals it must mean every time you turn around you're doing a, a, a meal or a, ch- a feed to now. this child so we should have about four breastfeeds in the day one in mm-hmm. the morning one about mid-morning yep. one about afternoon before you put it down for her afternoon nap yep. and then one in the evening Yep, and then That's three relatively small meals so how much is she eating Maybe two tablespoons, three
4: times a day. Three times a day. Yeah,
2: that's that sounds about right. And is there enough distance between the breastfeed
4: and the solids? I think so. I I tend to breastfeed first, and then I give her the solids after that. Like about an hour after that. Yeah, sometimes it's a bit less. I've got a toddler as well, so I'm managing two routines. Yeah,
2: you sort um, of wiggle them in together.
4: Yes, and in the evening, about an
2: hour. In the evening, do you give a dinner first and then give her a breastfeed before she goes to bed?
4: Yes, we have dinner. Now we have dinner at about 5, 5.30 and then she has her last breastfeed at about 7 before I
2: put her down to bed. Okay, so that might be a bit quick for her. So uh-huh. I know that this is painful when you've got a toddler, but if you could give her solids earlier so that she's yep. well and truly hungry to take that last breastfeed. So mm-hmm. pretty much you've got her in the right rhythm of what mm. we're doing. So the one to do for this one is that the first wake up, um, that she um, wakes up for, you get her to resettle. So that would be a, your husband going in to do the resettle. So that's, how long do we persist
4: with that for before it sort of starts to feel a bit cruel? Oh, well, sometimes she should never feel 30, cruel.
2: Uh, oh yeah, it should go for like the twenty or 30. 20, 30, 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, but just, that's not cruel. That's just helping her. So mm. to, they usually the first night I think it would take between twenty and forty minutes because you, you're mm. changing. What she wants, so she's going to fight back. So then the second time you feed her, though, give her a full feed. So the second wake-up is a full feed. Okay. So if you resettle her at 10 and -hmm. she wakes at 12, 12 o'clock is a full feed. Yep. Then if she wakes at 3, it's a resettle. Okay. And then Mm -hmm. the next one should be morning, you know, around 6 o'clock, and it should be a full feed.
4: Yes. Okay.
2: And then hopefully, what will happen over the three days is that first wake up, she sl- sleeps through. She keeps sleeping through, and she gets to the, f- the one feed overnight, and then she starts sleeping on the other side. So, yes. it. I wouldn't say it's not working until you've done it for two or three days, and okay. more than
1: three days. Can I just ask a question on the resettling? And, Nicole, I'm probably asking on your behalf, so Mm. tell me to stop if I'm saying something that you already know. But with the resettling, Chris, um, when – I'm just picking up on Nicole when you said when does it become cruel – your resettling – is is not just walking out the room. No, is it? it's it's it's. That's pat-
2: right. You're in there patting, and you yeah, say yeah, yeah, you've yeah. left her for a few minutes, and you go back in and you pat her, and and then if she gets herself really worked up, you can give her a little cuddle and put it back down and pat her. It's more about giving her the message about that she's not going to be fed. That she's not going to be fed this one. It's not about yeah. you're going to be left. That's yeah. too different. Oh no, no. Yeah. I just
4: it, it can go for so long sometimes that I yeah. sort of think. Gosh,
2: but she knows, what she knows doing? it can go for a long time and then yeah. I will get a breastfeed. Yeah. She okay. doesn't know that it can go for a long time and then I'll get a cuddle to go to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or I can get patted to sleep.
1: With, yeah, she's, which is what mine did and they just end up sleeping with me and they still do <laughs> sleep with me Nicole so you know I know where the you're less, coming from <laughs> the lesser of the two two arguments isn't yeah. it yeah I think so. that's the thing isn't it like you, yeah it's um it's making the choice yeah from yeah. a parenting from a parent's perspective from having done that myself Nicole I think if it's any consolation um with my first, I tried and failed miserab- miserably at settling and she yeah. just ended up sleeping with me. And with the second, I had a bit more of an idea of how long it would take and it didn't feel as, as painful. painful. Um, maybe yeah. he was an easier baby as well. But mm.
2: um, And I'm sure there's
1: lots of people out
2: there that just happily breastfeed overnight. You know, like they're quite attuned to that. But by asking the question means that you know he could sleep longer and that you'd like yep. him to sleep longer. Yes. You know, right. so. sleep, sleep and is I know good that she everyone. can do it. Too. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know she can yeah. do it. So I think it's that real consistency. But when you've got a toddler at you that's mentally draining and a baby yeah. who's physically draining, you're not sure which way you should push and pull. It's well, that's hard. right.
4: And I'm conscious of the toddler waking in the night. Oh, through yeah. Through the, the, toddler, so. the toddler mm-hmm.
2: generally won't wake until about four or five in the morning. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you've got across. that big window, especially <laughs> that 10 o'clock window where yeah. there's
1: a little bit of, you know, to and froing. Okay, well, okay. thank you so
4: much. Pleasure. Good
1: luck, Nicole. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. On Kindling Conversation, I'm Siobhan Hunt. And if this is your first time with us, every Monday, Chris comes on the show. She has over 30 years experience. And when I say 30 years experience, you've got to imagine this is like every day. She's dealing with families who have small... She says, now she's getting tired. (laughs) uh, But with everyone from babies to small children to behavioural things. So there's something that you're grappling with right now. And you'd like a few tips on how to manage that. Um, you can give us a call. It's 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. Or if you're watching us on Facebook, you can just pop the question beneath the video. This question comes from Nikki. She says, hi, Chris. My twins are about to turn five. I know. Wow, They're Ah. still alive. When will they listen to me? (laughs) Ah. Ah. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, Nikki. I hate yelling at them, but after asking, telling them something a dozen times, yelling is where they push me.
2: Yes but see the art of five-year-olds is not to yell but do things very quietly and very calmly because that frightens them even more. (laughs) (laughs) So you know you've got five-year-old twins and they're um, fairly busy. I mean five-year-olds in themselves are fairly busy let alone getting two of them to listen to you at the same time. So I think in this one it depends what we're yelling about, and and my whole thing about this sort of age group from three year olds on, or even two year on, is choose your battle. So what is it that you're yelling about? Is it to get them to sit down and eat or is it to put shoes on? Whereas I would never yell about putting shoes on. i just let them walk out with no shoes on. So first you've got to prioritise, well, what matters to me and to us as a family? So you might group it into family values or into social behaviours, but choose your battle and then it's far more effective. And the other thing is with five-year-olds is to do a very subtle consequence. So say you've done something like... Um, ask them to go and have a bath because that's a bit of a struggle. They're the best of times. So, come on, boys, let's go for a bath. No, no one's listening to you. They're running around. Come on, let's go to the bath. So you got to choose at that point. Am I going to battle the bath? Or if the bath is important, give them a consequence. Okay, I need you to come to the bath now, turn the television off, do all those sorts of things. Take them to the bath, drag them through the bath, They cry, scream, and then you calmly say, because you didn't listen to mummy, there's no stories tonight. But you'll get a kiss and a cuddle, but there's no stories. And what you're doing is giving a very subtle consequence to the behaviour that happens there. But if you're yelling at everything, they just won't listen to anything. So you've got to pick what it is that you're yelling about. And the other one is you've got to be reasonable. So if they've had long days of daycare and then you're trying to get them in a bath and trying to get them to eat in an hour before they've got to go to bed or an hour and a half, then sometimes that's really difficult. So sometimes when you come home from daycare or school, they might be at school and doing after-school care, sometimes you just have to sit down for 15 minutes and let's play and then it's much easier to engage them into what you want them to do. So not easy, but it is, you know, something that you're going to grapple with over many, many years. And you, I think what this is, is about choosing the battle. And mm. Nikki, quite amazing that they've turned five. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that,
1: Nikki. Our last question for today, for today comes from Molly on the phone. It's about early wake-ups. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hi, well, thank you. So tell us how old is your child and then explain what's happening for us. So she's
0: 11 months old and she is on three bottles, three meals. Um, She has a morning sleep at around 9.30. I usually wake her after about 45 minutes. Yeah, that's um, good. if I didn't do that, she wouldn't go down.
2: In the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, her second sleep is around 2 yeah. and it can be up to 2 hours.
2: Perfect. So it's all sounding good, wake, Molly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> always <laughs> wake her at about 4 o'clock if she's not awake. Perfect. So can get her down by uh, 7.30. Seven, yeah. Well, she's down at <laughs> 7.30 yeah. um, is her bedtime. Yeah. And she will wake between 5 and 5.30 every morning yep. without a fail. Yep. We've never gotten her up. So I'll go in and usually treat it like a night. But yeah. I'll go in and go time, you know, it's still night time, go back to bed. Yeah. Um, but she'll sort of maybe go quiet for about five minutes and then she'll sort of call out every five minutes. So she's ready to start the day pretty okay. much. Well, I have to
2: say, um, Molly, you're doing absolutely everything that I would do. The only thing I would suggest is maybe putting her to bed early. I know this sounds weird. But sometimes when you put them to bed a bit late, they're a bit hyper and they're a bit overtired and they do wake up. But this seems like a more long-term problem that's been occurring for a little while. But um, if she got up at four, I would put her to bed at seven. And then they're a little bit calmer, a little bit more relaxed, and she might go into a better sleep pattern um, okay. so that's just one thing. It may not make any difference, but it's something that I would definitely try for a couple of days. Um okay. and if nothing, she's getting more sleep than less sleep. And yeah. I think you're actually doing the right thing with the five o'clock wake up. Normally I just treat it like um a night wake up and I give mm. her a little bit of attention and then you pick your time frame, so any point after six, and after six you start the day. So yeah. in this case, Molly, I think you're pretty much doing everything but the only question is how fast do you go into her when she wakes up at five five thirty in the morning
0: or um it depends on the cry like if she's okay. really cracking it like yeah you'll go in quicker hysterical, i'll go in pretty quicker. quick yep. if not i'll just leave her and sometimes she just goes quite a bit for herself and, and then she dozes yeah.
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah okay so,
2: and when you go in do you pat her or what do you do for her no, she does
0: not really respond very well Pardon. to the patting at all. Um, usually I'll just sort of pick her up, give her a cuddle and then go, you know, it's still night time, time to go back to bed.
3: Yep. And
0: she's usually pretty quiet when I leave the room. Like okay. She'll, so okay. she calms down enough. Um, yep. But okay. she's not interesting like I
2: think that, I, I think you're actually doing all the things that I would suggest you to do. Okay. Because okay. there's no use letting her cry for 20 minutes at five o'clock in the morning or she'll be as hysterical after that so i think you're doing the right approach it's a nice gentle approach the only thing i could suggest is maybe putting it to bed at seven and see if it makes a difference magically some kids if they go to bed earlier they sleep longer overall
1: okay all All right right. thanks molly good luck Molly. thank you all right Bye. bye bye Uh, That's all we have time for. Thank you, everyone, for your questions today. Um, So if you have seen something or heard something that you would like to go back and revisit, we podcast all these episodes. So you can go wherever you get your podcasts and search for Kindling Conversation. And every Monday, we update the latest podcasts with Chris and her advice. Um, And you can subscribe to Kindling Conversation. Make sure you get all our stuff. As always, you can reach out to us during the week on uh, our email, conversation at kindling.com.au. Chris, thank you so much for your oh, it's today. it's been a pleasure.
0: Hey there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon because voting closes April 1st.